Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, you guys. Oh, man, I am really excited for this episode. You guys are getting this probably... I want to say two to four weeks after the events happen, just because we have some guest episodes and I don't know if this is going up prior to those and if you've already heard those or if this is going up after, I'm I'm really not sure. I'm just kind of let the gonna let the universe decide like what episodes need to to go up, but I needed to record this and I needed to record it now because wow, I have just had this is gonna be a happy tears kind of (laughs) episode. I have just had the most profound, life-changing, and healing experiences of my life, and I want to share this experience with you if you aren't on my Instagram. If you are on my Instagram, you've been keeping up with everything I've posted in the last 12 hours. It's presently August 20th, and yesterday... August 19th, I got to rewrite a very critical part of my history in my life after 10 long battle-fought years and the way that this has changed me as an individual, as a coach, just all around is a story that I need to share. It's an experience I need to share with all of you. And I hope that by the end of this episode, you really find the power within you. Because let me tell you, there are decisions that we get to make every single day that grant us the opportunity to empower ourselves, to rewrite our life course, our life story, and to truly embrace every part of our lives and to use every part of our lives as a motivating factor in where we are headed, in where we are and where we want to be and who we want to be ultimately. So you're like, okay, like Mads, what the fuck's the story? Like get on with it, girl. So here's the story. In a recent episode, I talked about my body love journey and how when I was 15, actually, I don't know if I shared my age in, I think I might have, but anyways, about 10 years ago when I was 15, I was in an abusive relationship with someone a few years older than me. And I talked in that episode about how the abuse in the relationship caused me so much stress that I lost a lot of weight, but also that I had absolutely no physical autonomy in that relationship for over a year and that going to the gym and focusing on nutrition was a part of my healing journey at taking back control over my body over my mind over my discipline and my autonomy just in general and giving myself the opportunity to heal in in the ways that i needed and there is a larger piece to this story that I got to rewrite this weekend yesterday. If you haven't already purchased my book, Sweet Daisies, you wouldn't know this, but 
in part one of Sweet Daisies, which is a spiritually based, healing based poetry collection that I wrote recounting in a chronological fashion the events of my life for the first 22 years, 23 years maybe. And it tells a story of my life. And in part one, it's called The Beginning. And I talk about this abusive relationship that I was in. And if you have Sweet Daisies and you look on page 23, 24, and 25, I actually write about events that took place on August 19th, 2013. And those events were not the first of their kind however i knew so it's really challenging when it comes to abusive relationships like you can know that you need to leave like pretty early on and then it takes you forever to actually do that for a lot of reasons a month into the relationship i knew like "Mm, this is really not a good idea like i really i really shouldn't do this Four months or three, three, four months into the relationship um, was the first time the abuse got physical. And I was like, ooh, ooh, that's really not okay. I'm going to have to get out of this one day. Like, I'm going to have to leave one day. Eight months into the relationship, something terrifying happened to me. And it was a level of physical aggression that I... Hmm, how do you I was scared um I was really scared I was starting to see a different side of the abuse if that makes sense I feel like at first I don't really know how I viewed it at first I feel like maybe at first I was viewing it as like oh this is just not okay and then as it increasingly got worse and the the verbal violence as well getting increasingly worse and just everything getting increasingly worse as the days went on and the months went on i started realizing like oh this is like vile this is vicious this is this is very 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 not good um and it was kind of at that point where i was like i need to leave this relationship i don't know how i'm really scared to do it and so Fast forward 11 months to the day in the relationship, August 19th, 2013. I I was at a point where I was really just at my fucking wits end in the relationship. Um, I wanted to leave. I didn't know if I was capable of leaving. I didn't know how to be on my own without this person. I didn't know if it was safe. I didn't know. I just didn't know what to do. I was a child and there was events that took place on this day where that knowing of oh I need to leave this relationship was no longer just a knowing of oh I need to leave this relationship like I'll figure it out one day it was a deep visceral knowing of oh no I need to leave this relationship and I need to leave as soon as possible I also need to leave in the most strategic way possible because if not I am not going to survive this I might not die today or tomorrow but I, I there's no coming out of this relationship alive 
and the event that took place. I'm going to spare some of the details. If you really want to know, I just recommend that you purchase my book and you can read all about it. Um, there was an altercation and then we moved to a different area of the house into the garage. No one was home. It was his parents' place. And he, he said something to me and I, I was so fucking over the blatant fucking disrespect, the accusations. I was over the abuse. I was like, I was just, I had had it at this point. I was done. And I decided for the first time ever that I was going to stand up to him. And so I said something back to him. And if you have sweet daisies, can we just acknowledge how amazing my comeback was? My comeback was great. Like it was so good. For those of you who don't have it, I'll give you the gist of it. Basically, he we had a physical, well, we did not have a physical altercation. He got physical with me, berated me after. And then we were in the garage and he he was just fucking losing his shit on me. Like he always does, just like, or always did. Just like losing his mind on me. And... I just looked at him and I was so fed up and I was like, why are you dating me then? Like 11 months of this shit. Like, why the fuck are you with me? And he looked at me like, like immediately, like, like he didn't even give it a second thought. He was like, you're just an easy fuck. And you know, he said it with a lot more, um, like crudeness to it. And I looked at him and keep in mind, this is the person that I had all of my firsts with. So go fuck yourself is my kind of mindset so I looked at him and I verbatim said well that says a lot more about you than it does me if you had to convince me to love you just to get fucked and I'm sorry but that comeback is so fucking good okay I don't think I have ever said anything in a comeback that I have ever been more proud of than in that moment I'm not gonna lie to you like that to me that was it that's the epitome of my fucking comebacks the thing is, is that the minute that came out of my mouth, his eyes went completely black. And I don't know if that's the more chilling thing or if it's what happened within the next two months after that was more chilling. Because I've sent, seen a lot of crime documentaries. I went to school for criminology and psychology. I took forensic psychology. I took psychopathology. I have a greater understanding of what was actually happening than I did in that moment. But his eyes, if you've never seen someone's eyes go black from rage, you have no idea what I'm talking about. This was like, this was not like black from rage. This was, this was like, I'm going to kill you. And I could see the contemplation taking, I could feel it. Like, 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 it's like the room went cold. Like it, it was just, again, very not good. And immediately, like when I saw this, I just started apologizing and apologizing and apologizing and apologizing. And I'm very grateful. (laughs) Well, you know, here's what I'll say I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my spirit team and for the protection that I very clearly had in that moment because and this is how I know what he was contemplating besides a lot of other factors. But he just looked at me and he said, 
get the fuck out of my house. And honestly, him not wanting a murder charge that day is what literally saved my life because that is what happened. Now, what gets even creepier and like this is where it gets like for me like after having gone through my studies this is where it gets very um chilling for me is that for the next after this experience this event for the next I want to say like month and a half maybe almost maybe two months he was so nice he was the nicest he had ever been to me in that relationship. And I knew at this point that that was a ruse. But what I've since come to learn through my studies, and if you are like into the whole like murder doc thing, then then you might understand what I'm saying is that type of behavior is not all that uncommon with men who kill their partners. There is often in these cases, especially of domestic violence, where witnesses of a deceased victim will say things seem to have been getting better. She said things were getting better. And then she was dead. And it's because the pathology, what we call psychopathology, which is not to be confused with the term psychopathic, um, although... If you ask me my opinion on his <laughs> diagnosis, <laughs> I'm not qualified to share that statement publicly. But anyways, um, it's not uncommon because they're kind of at a point where they're like, this person is not going to be a problem one day. Like I will just like lose my shit on them. And like that's that's how it happens. It happens a lot in what we call um, familicide as well, where, um, typically a male partner will kill his female partner, um, and his children. And obviously, you know, it's a bit of a different dynamic. We weren't living together. I was 15. I was in high school. He was not in high school. He was older, which is just like red flag number one of 10,000 in that experience. But, um, Anyways, needless to say, on August 19th, 2013, I went home and I prayed to my guides and I begged my guides to help me find a way out. And I'm very grateful that he could only be so nice to me for so long. Um, And again, all a ruse. And like when I say he was being nice, I don't mean he was like being a gentleman and being kind and being uh, like a normal good partner I mean like he just the abuse was just less and like I don't I don't know if there were any physical altercations for the next couple months after but psychologically it was still fucked up uh, verbally emotionally it was still really fucked up um and then in October he had broken up with me for probably the 200th time in this relationship which oh my god oh my god the trauma responses um and I knew that day I was like that's my out because it's his idea. And anyways, I could go on and talk more about that relationship, but that's not what this is about. This episode is about how the events of August 19th, 2013 have stuck with me for the last nine years, okay? Up until yesterday, they I would wake up on August 19th and just 
No. And at this point, like I've been healed from this for a very long time. I went through a lot of therapy to get through this. Um, I won my court case against him, which was very healing, but there has been nothing that has been more healing than what I did yesterday. And yesterday was the first day that I got to wake up and know that August 19th has a new memory because yesterday I ran my very first race. And I know you guys know that I have a half marathon in September. Um, it might actually be September when you're hearing this. Um, but I wanted to do a 10 K beforehand just to kind of, I've never run a race before. So to do like, to go from zero to 21.1 K is like a lot. I've run that distance before, like in training, but race mentality and race atmosphere is very, very different. And I just wanted that experience. And someone I know had told me about this race and I kind of, I didn't really think much about it at first. I was like, oh, August 19th, like what a great fucking day. Like, mm-hmm. but then I thought about it and I was like, wait, August 19th, let's make it a great fucking day. Let's rewrite the goddamn history of August 19th. And so yesterday I woke up and I was far more emotional than I ever, ever, ever expected to be doing this. The night before I was just kind of nervous. Like I couldn't really sleep. I was anxious. I like felt like I was going to throw up, which is common uh, the night before a race. So I've been told. And so I now know. Um, and I woke up yesterday morning and I just started sobbing my eyes out, just absolutely blubbering. And I just had, oh my God, I'm going to cry again. I've been so emotional about it in the best way. But I got to write a letter to 15-year-old me and thank her for being so goddamn fucking courageous and so goddamn brave at such a young age in a situation that no person should ever have to go through, let alone a fucking 15-year-old. And I think that's why, you know, I work with people of all ages um, And 99% of the time, the clients I'm working with are older than I am. And I think that's just to say that age doesn't necessarily determine wisdom because by the time I was 17, I had gone through more shit than the average fucking 50 year old. And I think that that is something for maybe all of you to recognize is I had very unique sets of circumstances and unfortunate traumas and events take place in my life that have allowed me to be the guide that I am at such a young age. I started Mads Mess when I was 22 because these were already things that I had healed and overcome by 22. Most people by 22, they've had a few heartbreaks. They've maybe struggled with some mental health things, some body image issues. They've gone to college, maybe gone through a bit of a party drug phase and are really trying to figure out their identity. By 22, I, and this is not, um, I'm not saying this to say that there's anything wrong. In all honesty, that's great. If that's where you're at at 22, God bless your heart and soul. And I'm so happy that you haven't had to go through trauma. And and the reality is I'm not the only person who has gone through this much trauma at a very young age. There are a lot of people who have gone through extensive, extensive amounts of trauma and who have done extensive amounts of healing in the very, very early years of their life. And I commend every single human being who, no matter their age, no matter their traumas, no matter their life experience, just takes the time to heal and pays it forward, especially as well. 
Um, but I think that that's the, the interesting thing about me and how I'm able to do the work that I do is because I've had some very adverse experiences that I've had to pull the wisdom from and, and heal from to be where I am now. And the reason I went through those things is because my soul chose this role, um, being a guide and being a coach and being a mentor for anyone who is receptive to what I share. And knowing that I would not change the events of my life because the amount of people I've been able to help directly and indirectly has been more than worth it. Now that's not to say I would ever choose to go through it again. I definitely won't be, but this experience of getting to this point and healing and you know waking up the last few years and being like damn like that was really hard but then waking up yesterday and getting to write and connect with my 15 year old self and basically give her the pep talk of a fucking lifetime and commend her for her strength commend her for her persistence and her bravery and her absolutely unwavering fucking faith that she deserved better even if she didn't know what that was going to be what that was going to look like or if she'd even be able to achieve it and being able to like 10 years later wake up and conquer a fucking challenge like running a 10k running it full full through i didn't stop once i didn't walk once i ran that thing kilometer to kilometer to kilometer the full fucking 10k for my american listeners is just over six miles hitting a new pr creating a new memory and then getting to share that story with all of you on instagram and hearing how inspired you are and how it's giving you permission to rewrite parts of your life and your history and how you feel ready to take your power back and how you just know that me sharing this is going to help so many others and hearing all of that that's why i shared it that's why i wanted to talk about it i did it for me but i shared it for you and i don't even know if I have the words to explain how like empowered I feel knowing that not only does yesterday have a new memory, but how much I pushed through. There were moments throughout a run. If you're a runner, even if you're not, like you can just imagine 10 kilometers, like it's not a half marathon or a marathon, but it's a solid run. Like it's a, it's a solid run. It took me an hour and three minutes and 29 seconds. I checked my race time. Um, it, it, it's solid. It's a solid run. And um, even 5K, if you run, like just anything that you run, it's just, anyway. And there were times on this run where a part of me was like, oh man, I've got, oh, I've got 7K left. Oh, I've, I'm only halfway there. Okay. And then I had written the word brave on my, my left hand to remind me throughout the run that if I could be brave at 15 
to go through what I went through and to choose to leave and go through everything that came after the court case, the healing, the PTSD, the healing from that and the therapy and the mindset work and the awakening and just all of it, then I could be brave enough to push my body through the full 10K nonstop. And I did. And there were a couple times during that run where I cried. There were tears running down my face. And I just kept thinking of 15-year-old me and how goddamn fucking proud she would be and how proud I am. Because in a sense, that's me evolved, right? Like I'm not 15-year-old me anymore. I'm 25-year-old me. But that past me is a part of me, right? That's a part of my history. That's a part of my life. That's who I was at one point. And to just see how different and how much can change in 10 years, I, I am in awe of myself. I am in awe of my past self. I am in awe of my body. And that's a whole other thing too. I had a lot of respect for my body and a lot of love for my body. If you heard the episode a couple of weeks ago, I had no issues with my body. I was very proud of it, but now it's like, I, I can't even explain to you how I feel about my body. Like I just, I have so much honor for my body because I, I, my body just did that yesterday. And yeah, my mindset too. Like it's just, it's so insane to me. And I wanted to share this because I feel like there's an important conversation to be had around choosing to rewrite your history. If there is a date that plagues you like august 19th used to haunt me if there is a date that haunts you make a new memory on that date do it for yourself i don't care what it is do something that is going to be monumental enough for you that when you think of that date going forward it's going to be that new monumental memory not the bad thing that happened not the sad thing that happened not whatever it is that's keeping you awake at night or keeping you in that past state on that day if there is a belief that you have about yourself a perception of self a belief about the world something that you struggle with you have the ability to rewrite it but you have to choose every single day to rewrite it you have to wake up and decide okay this used to be my story what's my story today right So I just want you to know going forward that you have this power. You can conquer these limits, whether they are physical, mental, emotional. You can conquer those limits. You have to figure out what it is that you're conquering, why you're conquering it, and find the fuel within you, the motivator within you, that is going to push you forth no matter what because the thing is with conquering your limits rewriting your history living to your fullest potential the days are not always easy there are days training for this half marathon where i have gotten up lived my day and have been like for the love of fuck i do not feel like running and i go anyways because i'm gonna try for example, um, a couple a couple days ago, actually, I think maybe Wednesday. I'm not really sure when it was. Maybe Thursday. I don't really remember. God damn it! I didn't feel like running. I really didn't fucking feel like running. 
And it was supposed to be a long run. It was supposed to be a 15K run, which is like 9.7 miles. I did not. I did not do the 15K. I barely did five. And I got to three and a half and I actually stopped. Like I stopped logging my run and I kept walking. And I was like, I'm done. Like I give up. And then I was like, fuck that. No, I don't give up. Fuck giving up. I'm already out here. I just pushed three and a half. I can push the one and a half more to get home. So I put my running app back on and I kept pushing. I didn't do that for anyone else, right? That was for me because it didn't feel good to give up in that moment. It never feels good to give up, right? It feels, for me, giving up like that, it meant letting myself down. And I refuse to let myself down. I have let myself down before by being in relationships I shouldn't be in. I've let myself down before by not pursuing the goals that I have because I'm afraid. And I am at a point in my life, and I've been at this point in my life in many different areas of my life for a while now, for these last few years, of I refuse to do anything that lets me down. If it does not push me and motivate me and inspire me for myself, not for anyone else, but simply for myself, then like... I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop at nothing to get to where I want to be is essentially what I'm saying. And I think rewriting your history has a lot to do with choosing. Are you going to be a victim or are you going to be a victor, right? It's champion mindset. That's a, if you know, you know, I'm just going to leave that there with the champion mindset thing. If you know, you know, but you you have choice every single day and it's not to say that the things that happened to you didn't make you a victim it's that they happened to you you were a victim those are past tense that is your history do you want to live your history every day probably not so stop being a victim Becoming the victor and entering victor mentality does not mean that you are negating, defending, or excusing what happened to you or invalidating it. You're not. What it means to be a victor means to take what happened to you and to say, yeah, fuck that shit. I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to boss the fuck up. I'm going to rewrite who I am from this moment. I'm going to choose to be stronger, better, wiser. That's the victor mentality. And I think that this is the difference between people who are willing to fight for what they want in their life and people who who want all the solutions given to them. Solutions are not given to you. Solutions are made by you. And I want you to remember that every day when you wake up. Every day that you wake up and you choose to fight and become that stronger, better, wiser version of yourself, you win. That person that did that thing, that experience that happened, it loses power over you every single day that you choose to be better, stronger, and wiser. And I want you to remember that because that is the key to living your fullest potential. That is the key to untapping that strength and that power within you that is going to get you to where you want to be in this life. That's the energy. 
that's going to have you meeting goals time after time after time after time again and again and again and again. And I say that to you as living proof of that. And so that is the story I wanted to share with you today. I hope that it was motivational for you. I hope that it was helpful for you. If you have any questions about this, please email me or DM me. All of my info is in the show notes below. And I just hope that today, from this moment, you don't have to wait until you wake up tomorrow. You get to choose right fucking now. Empower yourself. You have the power within. Choose it right now. And then choose it again tomorrow and the next day and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that. You owe it to yourself. Rewrite your history, conquer your limits, meet your potential. That's why you're here. Go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you.